Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast. It's our seventh episode, and if you've been with us from the start and you're still here, we thank you very much. Please stick around. Plenty happening again. How exciting was the FA Cup? Not at all, is probably the answer, unless you're a Leicester fan. England announced a squad for some upcoming qualifiers. Barca put six past Real Sociedad as the Spanish title heats up and there were some strange results in Italy. All that plus some chat about the men and ladies' sides at Adelaide United. And once again, Tommy is here to dissect the happenings of the week. Bruv. Hey, Sammy, I'm great. How are you, man? Fucking excellent. This is awesome. There's one for the swear jar already. Who I didn't did, mean uh, that. I didn't mean that, but oh well. We definitely, there's, there's members out there tallying it up and it's not good. Maybe we should rein it in. It's, it's disadvantaging us on the, uh, the pod charts. Well, maybe. We're, ex- um, we're explicit, apparently. We're like a rap album. <laughs> maybe if we talk about the FA Cup, that'll help. Yeah, good start. Yeah, probably not. When's it on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you watch any FA no, Cup? No, fuck no. I don't care. I don't give a... I saw the Premier League fixtures and thought, why the hell are there only four of them? I don't... What's going on this weekend? Oh, it's the biggest drain on the international football fans. Yeah, it is. Especially at this stage where you've still they still have so many games not on because it's an FA Cup round weekend. When you get later into it, they kind of schedule all the Premier League games on quarterfinal weekends and stuff anyway. Yeah. But at the moment, we all have to sit around and wait. And now we have to sit around and wait again because it's an international weekend. It's just the worst like calendar fixturing you could possibly imagine why the, like these team no one's playing proper games now for like two weeks yeah and in the middle of covid why are we doing this we spoke about this on an earlier pod but why why are we bothering with all the international football is there three games again i think some teams are playing three games i think some i think england are playing three so i guess others might be as well it's staggering in the club like in the current climate as well i can't i can't understand for one second why we're bothering to are they no. qualifiers maybe they're qualifiers they i haven't looked qualifiers. too deeply into it they're european european qualifiers what for the world cup for the world for cup the- world cup european qualifiers oh well, that's fair enough i guess <laughs> you should have told me this before we started yeah, well, ranting on the fucking internationals well while we're on it should we just touch on the england squad then since we're on international football yeah you want to get me started on this yeah, where we is bamford uh, You're going to read the yeah, strikers out, and there's let's, no. Let's not get too. Bamford. Let's not get too caught up. I personally think Bamford should be in the squad. Um, definitely over Ollie Watkins. For sure, he scored four but, more goals than him, and has uh, like ten more assists. It makes no sense. Yeah, but I think looking through the squad, I think uh, they've definitely picked it with an eye on giving some other guys some games. For sure, but it would have been a great opportunity to give Bamford some games. Yeah, considering he's never had a call-up. But some of the other positions as well, like uh, Jude Bellingham's got a call-up. That's cool. Uh, James Ward-Prowse, yep. I don't know if it's a call-up, but I'm happy to see him playing. He's there, set-piece yeah, specialist. Just bring good. him on whenever there's a free kick 20 yards out. Jesse Lingard's found some form. Jay Lings! He's uh, reborn. I'm happy for that fact. Revitalised. We'll, we'll probably touch on it later, but his goal on the weekend. Woo! Yeah, yeah, cracker. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Um what about at the back? Reese James goes in the squad. Happy with that. I think he's been fantastic. He was awesome. Like, I haven't watched heaps of Chelsea, but... TAA was, not in it. Yeah, which is fair, you think? Fair on form. There's been a lot of chat about this this week because I guess a lot of people still, still saying that he is their best, England's best right back, which is probably the case if he was in form, but he's not in form. I don't know if you can just pick a player for international games hoping that they find form. Uh, no, exactly right. I don't think that's the place to go and find form. Exactly you need to right. find it at your domestic club first. 
I don't think there's any... I mean, it's hard to say because there were some really fantastic international sides which, that, that were just picked based on their reputation and their name. But, I don't know, for me, I would always pick players on form. And so you can say Trent Alexander-Arnold is the best English right back, but, you know, given the last 20 games, he's not. So you would be picking, who is it, Kyle Walker, Kieran Trippier. Yeah, I still think Trippier's great. Yeah. Um, Sorry, what club is, is it? Villarreal? Atletico. Is Atletico. Leading oh, the league. yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, no, true. He assisted their winner on the weekend um, to keep them, well, they were going to stay top anyway, but yeah, keeps a four-point gap on top. But yeah, I would, I'd be picking... I'd be picking Trippier. Sounds right. And it's good to see English managers picking English players outside of England. Yeah. Well, Jude Bellingham's in there. No Sancho, interestingly. Do you think because of Bellingham? No, I think just because Sancho hasn't been good enough. Okay. And he's got Bakaya Saka there, Raheem Sterling. That's cool. It's cool that he... And he likes to... He uses Rashford on the wing. Yeah, true. He's got Calvert-Lewin and Harry Kane. Yeah, Calvert-Lewin. It's cool that he picked Saka. I'm surprised that Mason Greenwood didn't get a call up. I thought he's been wicked of late. Um, maybe. I haven't seen enough of them to know, but... In their previous game against West Ham, I think it was, he was outstanding. Um, no Pickford either. Good. No Jordan Pickford. His form it makes has sense. Been, yeah, he's not been great since the World Cup. That's probably been the most chat about any England position, is the goalkeeper yeah. in Pickford. I don't think anyone was well, really he was, sold either. Um, he was Southgate's favourite for a long time and still was. Even after he found a bit, of, a bit of shitty form. Yeah, he had some but off-field altercations as well. They've now got Nick Pope, Sam Johnston and Dean Henderson. Not, I'm, gonna, I'm not even feigning ignorance here. I'm not sure who the middle guy is, but Nick Pope definitely deserves the call-up. Johnston, the West Brom keeper? Are you serious? Is he? I don't know. <laughs> if he is, are you fucking kidding me? I don't know. He might be. I thought he was. Okay. They're really scraping the barrel He's, then if that's happening. Yeah. He... Look, West Brom have conceded a ton of goals. How the hell... Anyway. Yeah, but their team's horrible, so... Anyway, I think Nick Pope's a really good decision, and he definitely deserves a go. I think Henderson will get the start. It's, it seems like a weak... It's definitely a weak position for England all of a sudden when they've... Oh, have they actually for so long produced good keepers? I'm thinking now David James, nah, not that good. Joe Hart, I don't think so. nah, I not that nah. good. Joe Hart had a period where he looked like an absolute world beater, but a short, short period... And then he fell off a cliff pretty quickly. David Seaman was the English keeper for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, and even he was, you know, susceptible to yeah. madness. <laughs> you that, would hope so with a goalkeeper, though. <laughs> that ponytail just too That's tight. <laughs> just too tight. On some occasions. But, yeah. It's, it's an interesting team, England. And I think... Do you think they overachieved in the World Cup? Um, no. You don't reckon? No, so it's I don't not, think they did. They're not going into the Euros on a false pretense no, thinking... I think they're probably... I don't know. That might have been their shot, though. I don't know. I don't know. Surely now they would be better because it was quite a young team. And now they've played through one major final heartbreak. This is surely the assault. Uh, I think they have more of those players that were in that side are in not as good a form now as they were. But, I mean, they've still got to 2022. And I think they'd have to be in the mix. They'd be in the mix for the Euros. Yeah, that's more what I was considering is the Euros in a couple months. That's the one that they'll be gearing up for. I'd somehow completely forgotten about the Euros again. Yeah, well, I'm surprised it's going ahead. But nonetheless, I'm kind of excited for it. I think it'll be a good tournament. Yeah, it will. All these tournaments are always great once they start. Yeah. 
we whinge about international football when it's international break, but when, when it's an actual tournament, you know. Yeah, I'm happy for it. Do you see? Uh, Not the Nations League. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was another Arsene Wenger fucking light bulb moment. Here he we su- go. He suggested during the week that we should abolish all football other than the World Cup and the European Championships and just play them every two years. <laughs> Not worry about anything else. Was he serious? He's that deadly serious? serious. He's part of the FIFA uh, bloody advisory board now. He comes up with some strange things, that wow. guy. Some great things and some strange things. He fits in with the FIFA He's eccentric. ethos. Yeah. He's eccentric. Well, Infantino wants to combine all these leagues throughout Europe and North America now, so... Oh, we're talking Super Leagues, are we? Yeah. You want to talk Super Leagues? Oh, we can talk some Super Leagues. You can talk Super League if you want. I don't... Yeah. Uh, I'm not too across it. So the, co- the concept of a Super League is the merger of uh, neighbouring nations and their first division football leagues. And probably... Yeah. It probably would... Oh, it'd be hard financially, I think, to combine lower leagues. You'd this, probably keep... This is something that the Juventus owners have been pushing... Oh, they want it too in Italy. Yeah. Who do they the, want to combine what, with? Uh, the, the top European clubs want to combine. Oh, into a massive... No, nah, this is more like a... They're talking about national geographical combinations. So, Netherlands with Belgium, which I think might actually be going ahead. Is the, the Eredivisie is going to combine with the Belgian First Division. They're going to be the same football product. Fair enough. Uh, they want the MLS with the Mexican First Division as well. Interesting. And then there was talk about an Asian, an ASEAN football mm. uh, Super League as well. Not so keen. I, if, if there was an Australian representative, I think it would probably be a new franchise. I don't think you would actually yep. get any of the existing clubs to do it, but that's, that's totally out of the realm of what's going on in the Super Leagues. But there's all sorts of crazy shit being suggested by FIFA right now, and I don't, I don't know how it goes. How do you feel about it? Uh, I've never been keen. The only chat I've really heard about them is the big European Super League, where One. the big, yeah. the top... Big European clubs like your, it's it's mainly coming from the owners, obviously, because these greedy owners they want to keep the money amongst themselves, amongst the big clubs. Yeah, they want to sustain it forever. They look at how much money they make through TV and stuff in the Champions League, and they wonder if they can just make that every week reoccurring. You know, so if they just had like a top league with, <laughs> do you remember? I don't know if you remember, but on back on FIFA 2003, they had a league in it that you could play, which just had the teams on the game who's who had a stadium. And so it was all the big teams just in like a league format. I don't remember so that. So you'd play like 20 league games and it would be, yeah, all the big clubs. And they all just want to <laughs> They're recreating stick together. It. Yeah. That was their first, that, that was them subconsciously indoctrinating us. Because it's, um, the format for the current Champions League finishes in a few years and they're looking at restructuring it again. I don't know why they just have to like just leave it. they have timelines on it? I think they just like set it. It's a contract. It, they set it. Um, they say uh, we'll review it in X amount of years and it's up for review again okay. in a few years and I think there's talks that they want to restructure it they, brought, they won't be going down the Super League path I don't think because if they want to break away by all means like fuck off I don't care I'm not sure I'm not so sure I'd rather they didn't but then we could have a combined England-Scotland and Celtic and Rangers <laughs> could play in the Premier League it wouldn't be a Premier League though would it that would it would be it would, it would still be the English Premier League because the Super League's a different thing to what the Sky you hope You'd have no Man United. Yeah, fuck No it. Man City. Don't care. No Liverpool. Yep, not fast. We've got Everton. I think it'd be the slow death of many clubs across Europe. Uh, perhaps, but wouldn't Probably in England. more so in Italy and Germany and France. Yeah, but it would, it would, you would find a redistribution of TV money still and maybe a nationalist reinvigoration of one's country's 
uh, football league. I'm it could so go the sure. opposite way. Yeah, I reckon. So sure. I think when you've got the ultra culture like you do throughout Europe, who are very much anti everything that the Super League would represent, I think you could actually find a really big football body that could convert a lot of uh, passenger fans into being, you know, receptive of a national league without these big money clubs. Maybe. Because then you could get like an A-League example where there's a different club winning at most years, you know, besides yeah. Sydney. Yeah, I think that's what we'd, we'd like to see that. We'd like to see it more even. Because I, I, I reckon... that is the way to go to make it more even. I reckon a team like Borussia Dortmund wouldn't go into the Super League and they would stay in the German First Division. And maybe a side like Ajax wouldn't go because they're so bound to their national allegiance. Potentially. And then you'd find these clubs are the biggest the clubs is in the it, Champions League. it ends up in the hands of the owners and... Yeah, which is why we need to make fan ownership a thing so that the fans obviously have yep. an active say in whatever happens with the club. But this is... Yeah. We've gone down the rabbit hole. We've gone down the rabbit hole. I don't think I have too much more to add there. I'm a bit more <laughs> pessimistic than you are sometimes on these things. There's, defi- like there's definitely room... The way things are. There's definitely room for progress and like collaboration that advances the game in a way that's more interesting for the, for the everyday viewer. Yeah. Rather, more than what we got now. And I think if, you know, the Super League did exist, I reckon we'd be better for it, to be honest. Because then people could access that product and then other people could access the other product and it would be, it'd be like, you know, Netflix and Amazon. Fair enough. Yeah. Should we leave it there? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Let's go into some EPL chat. EPL? Because I did, did not watch... watch any? I didn't... I, I watched two games in the EPL. I watched nothing of the FA Cup because I just have no... Active interest, I don't care. And I just, I think most international fans don't care about the FA Cup. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you definitely lose it, especially once your team's out. Mm, yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Even if Leeds were in it, I would have just watched Leeds and that's it. I still yep. wouldn't have watched any of the other games. Yeah, that's true. Um, but having said that, I didn't watch any Premier League either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, just, well, that's you tried to watch the Arsenal game. That's fair. I tried. I stayed up, but I was, as usual, I was uh, distracted by the happenings in Italy and Spain and whatever else because I just end up more fixated on them. But what if? Have you got anything for us on the Premier League? Yeah, before we go to Europe, uh, the Arsenal West Ham game was just bonkers. And like Sam and I, we always have this sort of internal confliction. We don't want to talk about Leeds and Arsenal too much, being the two sides we support, but. Given there were four Premier League games this weekend, and both of our sides were involved in two of them. And one of them was a three-all draw. Which was fairness. the best game of the weekend. It was a good... Yeah. From what I saw, I watched the mini-match. Didn't watch the whole game. Yeah. Um, it did look exciting. Man, what a... Yeah. What a topsy-turvy game. West Ham came out and did what we gave them shit for not doing yeah. against Man United. They came out and went for it. Yeah. Found themselves three goals up. Yeah. Probably uh, surprised by the fact. <laughs> like They didn't know how to close the game <laughs> yeah. out. But um, I think it was more of an Arsenal resurgence than anything. West Ham couldn't contain them. I think the better side shone through, led by the Real Madrid loanee, who was just... His value yes. must be skyrocketing week on week. We talked about him last week in the pod. Odoward? Odoward. Odoward. Yeah. Martin Odoward. Um, and then I think the next day I messaged you that his agent had apparently wanted to start talks with Arsenal to make the deal permanent. Very keen. Because um, he's out of favour at Real Madrid. This ha- happens a lot with... I won't go too deep into it, but this happens a lot with Real Madrid under Zidane. Mm-hmm. They, he refuses to play with any sort of 10, and it's cost a lot of guys a good career 
in particular, like someone like Isco. It just, it's, why do they continue to assign tens if they don't yeah. want to play tens? Uh, They're know. a team full of fucking tens. But, but yeah, he really, he's been shining for Arsenal. Um, I don't think he. Was he man of the match? He should have been. Or it might have been. I can't remember. Uh, but I'm not sure. Between him, Smith Rowe, Saka, there's a lot of excitement there for Arsenal fans. Yeah, if you can sign him permanently and you get some you've got the old heads in front of you of Lacazette and Uber. Yep. Uh, this is this Arsenal team could be something. You just gotta sort your defensive line out. Yeah. Again, individual errors from David Luiz, leaving players on side, conceding easy goals. Yep. There's oh, in terms of the quick free kick, I think as much as I love him, Kieran Tierney's a bit to blame. As well, the foul comes from his position, and then he, he doesn't stand on walks it. back. He doesn't stand on it. He kind of walks back with his head down, doesn't even look. I don't so, think you can get booked anymore for standing in front of the ball if a player kicks it into you. So you no, just if you just stand there, yeah. unless you if you put your leg up or something, you can. Yeah. But if you just stand there, so you should just be doing it all the time. Mm. Um, but I, th- I thought it was a good move by West Ham. Actually, that was good, and the Lingard, yeah, good. Lingard's goal was fucking excellent. As yeah, was Lacazette. Rocket. There were yeah. some really good goals, but I think Erdogan's passing game just cut the game completely. Those open. um, how good do those those balls where they're running diagonally one way and reverse it back the other way? No look pass. Delicious. Everyone and yeah. like all of the West Ham defenders, uh, their ankles break simultaneously. Yeah. All changing. Like oh Jesus Christ, I've lost this, and Arsenal in goal. Yeah, and it was good to see Chambers play well as well. Yeah. So he's been at Arsenal injured, for a long right? time and Always had some injured. injuries, been loaned out a bit. Yeah. Been, he's been used a bit as well and good player. Um, is he playing right back now? Because I remember they were playing him centre back. Yeah, while he's ago. kind of he's always kind of had the ability to play either centre or right. But um, good to see him get some minutes. Yeah, I That's, thought it was good performance. Yeah. I think West Ham mm, probably won't finish in the top four now, given Chelsea's uh, their unbeaten run, and they're probably just Chelsea continue. are finding form. They, I know we didn't watch any FA Cup, but they won. They beat Sheffield 2-0, I think. So they should, um, man. Yeah, but coming off the win against Atletico as well, you know, they're in form. They're a good side. They're a good side. And they just needed a good coach to show that they're a good side. Spend all that money. All he's done is play Kante in the six. What do you know? Who would have thought? Play the best player in his best position. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Genius. All all of a sudden, my team wins. Genius. I (laughs) I could be the... Anyway... What else happened They're in the good. FA Cup? Uh, Leicester beat Man United 3-1. Oh, that's wicked. Ichinacho with a double. He's yes. in form. I saw he scored eight goals in three games. Yeah, he's in form. That's wild. He's banging him in. I think he scored two. Imagine... He didn't get three. But he definitely got two. Yeah. Yeah. He got a hat-trick the other week. Imagine having your top striker, Vardy, go out through injury, and you're just like, come on, mate. You go on here as a Well, he's been back, hasn't he, Vardy? He's been playing up there with him. I think they're playing two yeah. now. Because uh, Vardy teed him up for one last week, mm. maybe. I think teed him up for one. He did in the um, the 5-0 demolition of... Is this the... This is Ihianacho that was at... He was at Man City, wasn't he? Yeah, the City youngster. Yeah. And then even at Leicester, he's looked pretty ordinary. Not good enough, yeah. He hasn't Not good, good enough, enough at all. At until all. now. And then in the last few games, he's found some form, but... Hopefully I he can give it going. His confidence probably got knocked around a little bit when Pep came in and was like, you're not my kind of striker. I don't really want you to play in my team. In fairness, what sort of striker is he? Goal scorer. <laughs> he's, is he the, he's, well, I've the last seen, few weeks he's a goal scorer. Yeah, like, but that's obviously what he can do, right? Because he's mm. played it in multiple competitions now, across the board. Scoring tap-ins, scoring low thunderbolts from outside the box, headers. I mean, 
And we saw this when he was a youngster at City. He can play, you know, all positions that a striker yep. should be able to do. Advance forward, poacher, target man. I think he's a great player. And, you know, if Vardy does happen to retire or get injured or go, this player is so ready to step into the, into the fold for Leicester. Yeah, he looks like it. Hopefully. This Leicester team Pass is so torch. stacked. So They're a good stacked. side. We've spoken about, about yeah. them a fair bit on here, but we're big fans. Big fans. Big ha- fans of Happy the to see squad. them doing well. And yeah. if anyone was going to win the FA Cup, I really would hope it would, it would be Leicester. As much as he's a rat, Brendan Rodgers is a great coach. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Clearly, he's a good coach. Everyone knows he's a good coach. I you were saying clearly he's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, he's a very good coach. He yeah. is a good coach. He had that, that first year at Celtic, Invincible. He had mm. he probably nearly won the league with Liverpool. Which Rangers now won't be able to touch, right? Because of the draw on the weekend. They can't reach the 106-point tally that Celtic got in that season. Uh, no, but they're going to smash the goals conceded. Oh, well, it's about points. You would rather points over goals conceded. Mm. That's the tally. Maybe. They're going to be invincible, though. Yeah, but you were too with more points, so... Anyway. I'm not going into this. Anyway, I would rather points, but... I don't think it matters, really. Did you not watch, going into it. Did you watch any other Premier League? I didn't watch any, nah. That was all, pretty think, much all I saw. I think Brighton smashed Newcastle, which is... Um, yeah. it, can we relegate four teams? I couldn't even tell you. I hope so. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be Newcastle great. Newcastle deserves to go down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Newcastle really deserves to go. Um... Yeah, bloody uh, old mate Brucey should never be near a Premier League side, managing a Premier League side ever again. No. He shouldn't have been as it is. Where has he done well? <laughs> I don't... Has he got any side promoted before? I haven't looked too deeply into his history, but fuck me, man. Yeah, they went down 3-0 to Brighton. Brighton do play good football, but as we've mentioned, Brighton do struggle to score. Yeah. But not against Newcastle, because they're fucking hopeless. Brighton are like a position above them in the table. This is a huge game, like a proper... Yeah. Proper six-pointer, and Newcastle rolled over and let them have it. They've got really, when you look at their squad, their squad, they've had some of these players have been there playing when Newcastle have been shite for ages, and they're still, like Isaac Hayden, yeah. Paul Dummett, Kieran Clark. Like, yeah, I know. Come on. like There's some average footballers in this team. Amaron looks like an okay player. Yeah, I don't mind In a him. better side, he'd probably go really well. Uh, Ryan, like, what's he meant to do with those guys around him? You know, Ryan Fraser had a good season for Bournemouth, but he obviously hasn't come here and recreated any sort of form that he showed there. Again, it, I don't know how much you can blame the front three with that behind them. They do have a lot of injuries. Like, Alain Saint-Maxim uh, is not even there at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's injured. He looks like an okay player. Maxim? Maximum. Saint-Maximum? Max, yeah. Something like that. Maximum, I think he looks really good on the ball and stuff. I don't know how good he actually is. He's, he's a good striker. He's miles know. better than Joel Linton. Yeah, he's definitely better than Joel Linton. He is. What a waste of money. But this is. It's just an uninspired Newcastle side that have nothing going forward, no defensive shape, and they're just making up numbers. We should yep. relegate four teams. We should. We really should. We should have a vote on it at the end of the season. Yeah, we don't really <laughs> like this side that much. I don't think they add anything. Have a plebiscite. <laughs> who do you a want postal rele- vote. a postal a vote a fucking postal who do you want relegated they'll, oh that would be an interesting vote one Newcastle I wonder who would be most voted probably Liverpool hey <laughs> everyone <laughs> everyone would probably vote for Liverpool I reckon I would <laughs> just for shits and gigs yeah I think because the crowd was going to I would do as well I just want to be part Sheep. of the, 
Yeah, I wanted to be part of the vote. Wake was up, like, My vote won. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, one of those. Yeah, that's how yeah. I vote in the Hottest 100 every year. That'll what do, do. I think is going to win? <laughs> Anything uh, else, Premier League? Nah. You got nothing? Yeah, let's get, let's get far away from England. Where should we go? Should we go to Italy or go to Spain or do you want to go to France? Your choice, what do you want? Sir. Might go to Italy. Yep. I've got a, we've got this new segment we want to trial, right? This, uh, we're calling it, was it rigged or was it shit? <laughs> when something happens on the field that's so bad, you wonder, are they shit or did they rig it? And, you know, um, this one <laughs> probably doesn't quite fit it. This is more me speaking out of my wallet. But I lost a multi on the weekend because there were not three goals in the Atalanta game. Uh, it was 2-0 to Atalanta. And Josip Ilicic hit the crossbar in the 93rd minute. And I was screaming rigged and screaming these ones. Is that goal regulation size or what? <laughs> this is why you were watching the Atalanta game. Rigged. <laughs> the goal was not regulation size and I lost my multi. Is that for real? Or are you just No, it would have been. It would have been. I'm speculating, of course. You should go out there and measure it. Robbie's. But what better? You don't. When you lose a multi, you don't just. You go down swinging. The amount of multis I've lost. You make excuses everywhere you can. Of course. Of course. Because it should have been a three goal game. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anyway, on the actual football, though. um, Some interesting results in Italy. Juve. (laughs) Yeah, what happened to them? They lost at home. Did they lose? To Benevento. How are they going to win the league now? They're not. They're it, simply not going to. Jesus. Um, they've fallen just they've just fallen further behind Milan actually because Milan had a good three two away win against Fiorentina. Oh, nice. And Inter Inter stay where they are because their game was postponed because of COVID. Still. They had a few players tested positive and then the cases have spiked in Milan. We're still postponing so games because games of COVID. are being postponed. Didn't, well, didn't Italy steal all of Australia's vaccines? What the hell is going on? Unsure. I'm not getting into it. <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the other game I wanted to talk about was... Uh, I think we should talk about Napoli. Yeah, I saw um, highlights of this actually. They beat Roma 2-0. I don't see much of Italy, but I saw um, this. Mainly just because I don't think Dries Mertens gets talked about enough. Mm-hmm. The Belgian attacker. kind of Most of his career, kind of one of those... We seem to have a lot of those attackers these days. We don't really nail down to being a striker or a winger. They really play anywhere a bit across all the of front them. third. I think he started as an attacking midfielder. That's right. Ended up being a winger. That's where FIFA put him. And now he plays through as a nine. Nice. So, um, big winner for them. Gets them two points within a Champions League spot with a game in hand. Nice. Do they have any European ambition no. left? No. no, they've got nothing. So, all the sides in the top... Five. Are there any Italian sides left in Europe? Roma. Just Roma? Yep. Is that Europa League? Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's... No one else. Uh, Do yeah, you think... AC Milan got knocked out by United. Yeah. Juve got knocked out of the Champions League by Porto. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Porto are good, I think. Yeah, I think but they're Juve. Porto... Yeah, but I think... Juve shouldn't be going out to a side like Porto. I suppose not, but I think Porto definitely showed over the two legs they were the better side, so... Yeah. Um, if I can just go back to Mertens... Yeah, sorry, go um, on. Because yeah. he recently... Very good. On the weekend, he scored his 100th Serie A goal. Shit. 100th league goal. And he, it's a few a weeks back, he went past Marek Hamsik mm-hmm. for the all-time record scorer for Napoli. And it's a stat that's often 
they make a big deal about it there because Diego Maradona held it for so long. Oh, no way. Diego Maradona had 115 goals in all competitions, okay. and he was their record scorer. And then Hamshik, who is considered a club legend, um, was there for years, captain. Uh, in 2019, he broke it, got with 121. And then Mertens has come along. He's now got 133. Ah, uh, brilliant So effort. he's top of the pie. He's topped Hamshik and Diego Maradona. And Diego Maradona. That's a great achievement. For people that know Napoli, that's a big deal. That's huge, yeah. Yeah. Of course. I don't want to diminish it in any way, but it's not really that many goals, is it? Compared no. Compared to others. I think the thing with the Maradona thing is just that because he was such a big player for them, was, like the trophies they won he while he God. was playing, he, he won them. God. He made them. Yeah. Up. Of all clubs, yeah. Yeah, the trophies they won it's were well because documented. of him. Yeah, whereas Napoli aren't winning any trophies now with Mertens scoring more goals. That's true. That's yeah. true. He's probably been there longer, though. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, I don't have anything else on Italy. That's good. Do you think um, Italy's uh, relatively poor performance in Europe is a reflection on how competitive the division is this year? Uh, potentially. You think maybe, maybe. because I think there's so much going... Yeah, because there's like seven or eight teams that are really fighting tooth and hammer for this. It's really hard to say across the board because of the COVID situation. You think it's, it's kind of made a mess across all yeah. sports, hasn't it? In a, It's kind of tipped. In a sense. The Premier League was has been... The first few months of the Premier League were all over the place. Yeah, but I don't it's, know. It's kind of established itself again as what happened yeah. last season. Just it has, but Liverpool. I mean, West Ham are in there, and I think they're slipping down. Leicester up in the mix. Leicester but, were there last season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think I think it's a good advocation of the um, of the Serie A right now. Well, I think Milan were probably had they had a full side were good enough to knock out United. They were missing quite a few. Uh, no excuse, but you know, it did did hurt them. It's a disappointing result for sure. Um, Juventus disappointing result. Yeah, you know, Inter very disappointing result. They didn't even they finished bottom of their Champions League group, didn't even make um, Europa. League. Europa. Um, that's very poor. But I mean, that's probably um, guided them to a better finishing position in the league anyway. Probably, and I think probably the one that can hold their head the highest is probably Lazio. Okay. Who. <laughs> unlucky they got drawn against Bayern yeah true you know so what can you do what can you do nice. yeah that's all I've got in Italy good Italian rap alright I'll watch some uh, I'll watch some Ligue 1 over the weekend oh some Ligue 1 huh which I <laughs> I had some Camembert truffle oh yeah and I drank some Bordeaux I fought in your general direction <laughs> uh, is that racist I don't know. It's Monty Python, so don't oh, sue me. Racist or shit? <laughs> Rigged. <laughs> um, yeah, because France, I think, is probably the most exciting title race of all the European leagues right now. Yeah. The weekend's results really tipped the table back in PSG's favour. Lille had a shock 2-1 defeat at home. Yeah. Uh, it's a mid-table. Nimes. Nims. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. I don't know how to say it. Nimes. I don't know how to say any of the French teams. They're never how it's written. There's a funny little apostrophe, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They lost, is what I'm trying to no say. No one cares anyway. And PSG <laughs> Except lost. Us. Yeah, I know. This is more, yeah, because I'm going to listen back to this and I'm going to think, fuck, Thomas, you fucking more. You want to hear yourself talk about France? Always. Anyway, carry on. PSG beat uh, Lyon. Yep. Which put PSG uh, three points ahead big of one. Lyon. 
Yeah. But an even bigger game approaches this weekend when PSG play Lille, who are both locked on 63 points. Uh, so yeah. this is really going to just break the title race straight open. This will probably be the defining weekend in France. So if you're ever going to watch a French game, this is probably it. Especially because PSG have a huge Champions League tie approaching against Bayern Munich. And that is yeah, really their season. The league. Is, um, their season's going to be defined in the next two weeks. So it'll be interesting to see that, how uh, they go. That league cops a lot of shit from everyone as being probably the worst of the five. Farmers League. But quality aside, the, like the quality of, uh, you know, the skill level, as we know, doesn't always equate to excitement. No, of course not. So A-League, well spoken and for. a lot of the, the games in France, the style of play is good. It's generally pretty, you know, they try it's, to play, they try to score. It's end-to-end. I mean, they're the, they won the fucking World Cup, didn't they? So this they is, won the World Cup. They produce good players. Yeah. Uh, Premier League teams love buying from there. Of course. So, yeah. I mean, where do Rafinha so come do, from? So do, like, teams like Bayern and that. They buy players from France all the time. Yeah. So it more their league has probably just been pilfered more than anything. Yeah, prob- <laughs> probably. <laughs> and then we give it shit for being not as good as the rest of them. Yeah, fucking farmers league. <laughs> oh, it's such a colonial thing to do, isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> um, that's my shout out to France. Definitely watch this weekend. Uh, yeah. That game is on. Eh, it doesn't matter. You'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. Um, that's just about all I got. Just <laughs> no Spain. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> There's not a lot to talk about with Spain. It was more just a nice that, um, a lot, didn't they? Atletico won to maintain their four-point lead. Yeah. Um, and then, well, they stretched it out to seven until Barca played, and then Barca emphatically swept aside Real Sociedad. It's unreal. 6-1. Yeah. Um, and they just, yeah, they were impressive. They've got some... Brilliant players, like they've copped a lot of shit this year and they've got a lot of problems at their club. But for fans of football, if you tune in and watch Barcelona, you still get the joy of watching Barcelona because they've got some wicked young kids playing that are just so good to watch. Uh, the right back, Sergino Dest, yep. scored two, big fan of him. And that's their centre midfielder, Pedri. Yeah. I saw the stat came out today that he has outperformed Bruno Fernandes in every area except shooting. I saw this. Which makes sense because Pedri has been playing as a six. Yeah. He's, this guy has only just turned 18, has been playing top flight football for one of the biggest clubs in the world all season. Mm-hmm. And he's just slotted into the, the role that we've seen Sergio Busquets do for years and be an absolute gun at it. It's, he's, and he's, he's, he comes in and has not missed a beat and looks... Just as good. He is going seven, to be elite. Seven million euros they signed him for. Yeah, from Las Palmas. What? Was, it, was it Las Palmas? Yeah, Las yeah. Palmas. What a steal, man. Yeah. So I encourage everyone to go check out I just, check out some Barcelona if you get the chance. Record the games. Yep. Skim through them. Definitely. Watch this kid. Yeah. He's he an is, absolute gem. Oh, he's going to be a world beater. Yeah. He's redefining the sixth role. And it's, it's so interesting mm. to watch. Yeah. He'd be keen to... Yeah, definitely follow Barcelona in the coming years. Yeah. Which is what a crazy thing to say. I know. Watch more as Barcelona, always. but no, their kids coming through. There's uh, a lot of talk as well that like Messi, Messi seems happier now with the new president and stuff. But mm-hmm. I mean, the big problems that Barca have got in regards to their wage bill and things, uh, Messi attacks <laughs> is the biggest problem. Like he is, they've got it. He cannot need all that money, all that like all that money. Can he? Don't engage me in a conversation like this. We won't go into it, but you know. They've had this problem with they don't have enough wages to pay people. 
if but he's on just a st- yeah if whatever. we start talking we'll about individual wealth i'll be gluing myself to the streets my, in front my, of traffic my google's trying to interrupt us which is probably a good sign <laughs> before we get onto this so we might we might just wrap it there we've actually gone a lot longer than we thought we would and then we'll come back and we'll talk some lady reds and some men reds some south australian content fuck yeah go the reds And our Yengi is rolling along. Welcome back. It's part two. What have we got? Adelaide United. Adelaide Let's do United. it. Before we get to old Yengi and he's rolling along, should we have a quick... He's still rolling. <laughs> he's some still rolling. Some say he's still rolling. Did you ever see that show? Uh, the, um, we Can Be Heroes. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Chris Lilly. I had Pat Mullins. She was a professional roller. Yep. She was Yengi, training at the Yengi is you. inspired by Pat Mullins. Uh, if you haven't seen that, look it up. And you know what? It wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past Chris Lilly uh, trying to dress up as Yankee. Either. Oh, we're not going there. Yeah, that's why he got cancelled. Yeah. Um, he should we have him. a? Should we get a shout out to the Lady Reds before we get into the boys? I think so. I mean, by virtue they played first as well. They did. Lady Reds played the West Sydney Women's. Yes. Which I think is their official name. Uh, they completed their season. Well, we ho- we hope they haven't completed their season, but they completed the regular season. Um, uh, thumping 3-1 win over what was a largely disappointing Western Sydney who really they didn't have anything to play for so oh well still had to beat them exactly keep our season alive and I mean they scored three minutes in as well which yeah kind of dulled what was a record breaking W League crowd yes 5,000 plus unbelievable for a regular <laughs> season game as did well did we beat Adelaide and Melbourne victory from the week before. This was my note. We was beat, there was more people at the Adelaide United <laughs> women's game than Excellent. there was at the Melbourne victory game. Excellent. So that just goes to show the women's game is more popular than the men's game. Well, it just goes to show that Adelaide gets That's around their football teams. Precisely. That's what it is. There was, it was a big weekend in South Australia where all of our teams across all codes won. And it was just it's such a great sight. I think you know there's some people do like to give shit about the fact. Okay. Sure, they were free tickets. Of course. Doesn't matter. People still had to go. Precisely. And it's, it's still had to get there. It's still an, had to get a park. Yeah. Still had to walk into the Still gotta make the effort. It's a Sunday evening. Still as had well. to scan in. It's fuck yeah, exactly. You gotta wear a mask walking around the stadium. It's an effort. And it's not it's not at the most accessible stadium in the world either. No. Given you've got to go into the city to come out generally if you're catching public transport. Yep. So to see five and a half thousand people turn up, yep, that's excellent. fantastic. And more impressive given the lack of advertising anywhere. Yes. I mean, in the Sunday Mail, I had a cursory glance. You had to flick through 22 pages of sport to see the tiniest little sliver yep. of uh, Lady Red's action, which is just... That's a standard for football reporting in this state. It's standard for football reporting, but I thought given the emphasis on women's sport over the last few years, you would see perhaps more of an equal giving yeah, but that you know, all these people that called us conspiracy theorists in the past, I think about football's anti-coverage and the lack of acknowledgement and all of that. It definitely exists. It t- we know it exists. I think, and more than ever, it exists now. We've heard people talk about it firsthand from working on Fox Sports and things that it does exist. Um, the game tries to get crowded out by other sports, but it's not going anywhere. No, 
There's an active agenda to drown us out, but we're not going anywhere, clearly, because we continue to break records and we continue to grow. Um, we have mentioned it a few times on here, but the quality of the women's game since the W League started all those years ago, it's, come along, it's just come such a long way. Oh, leaps and bounds. And great to see them playing at High Marsh again as well. So they should. They yep. should. I would. I would much prefer. I mean, I get. I can understand why they don't. I get why they don't, and I think actually playing at Martin, especially for the women's game, gives a more unique atmosphere as well. Martin's not a bad ground. Well, I guess, and I guess, all well, the major issue is capacity. the club doesn't own Highmarsh, do they? Precisely. Which means for them to open it and use it for W League game, it's gonna. It just about costs the club money at home games for the men's side. Yeah. It's which addi- is ridiculous. It's additional costs not built into the initial contract as well, which is. On top of everything, uh, it's a lot for a club to deal with going yep. through COVID, going through the A-League restructuring as well. It's hard for clubs to make money. So yep. it's just, it's fantastic to see an Adelaide United W-League side doing as well as they've ever done. Yeah. We face, obviously, a nervous weight because it's now out of our hands, given that Victory and Canberra still have games to play. Yeah. And with wins by other side can knock us out of uh, uh, the top four, which we'll see us not play finals. But That'd be heartbreaking. This year, it would be harsh. It would be really harsh on the group. It would be really harsh on the on the just the whole organisation who actually threw a lot of resources and weight behind it. Yeah, took the South Australian based focus from the men's team into the women's team as well. I and guess we, even if it does go sour from here, it's a building block to start. You would hope so. You'd hope next season push on with it next year. You'd hope next season we're within a couple of points of Sydney on the top. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, we just we wait and see now, and hopefully next weekend or next pod we have uh, good news to report. That hopefully, the, the Lady Reds yeah. are playing in their first ever final series. Yes. Also, just on that, SA government, I hope you're fucking listening. We want women's World Cup games. We definitely want women's World Cup games. I don't know why you wouldn't. I just I cannot see a feasible like, reason why you would not bid for a fucking game. Um. Yeah. Crazy. Considering we have the best rectangular stadium in the country. Oh my god, it's perfectly set up closest for to the women's pitch. World Cup game. There's no, you know, we don't have that extra length or width because of rugby. No, it's a proper football pitch. We're the only tenant. There's no, yeah. uh, There's no bands playing there. There's nothing. There's no rugby. There's nothing. It's just us. Um. Yeah. We sh- We should be bidding for those. We should be getting them. And if we did, I think we'd pack it out. I reckon we'd sell it out. Hindmarsh would sell out. We almost sold out the uh, Matildas game that we had here against some no-name team. Yeah. And it was, it was like half the Matildas side. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Just, you just need the government to match the public ambition. Yeah. Not going to happen. Probably not. Sadly. Sadly. But all we can no. do is continue pushing it and doing what we did on the weekend, pulling out a record-breaking crowd, which is just staggering again. Yeah. Congrats, Excellent. Congrats to everyone that attended. Nice. Yeah. Oh, very should, nice. Should we go Wholesome. Into the men's? Wholesome. Yeah, we can get on to the boys. <sighs> it only took a couple minutes for us to assert our complete dominance over a very abject Newcastle Jets. Very. They were, they were much more ordinary than the last time we played them. Yeah, they were woeful. When did we play them last? It's only a few weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Given the fucking scheduling, yeah, man. Ridiculous. We've sworn a lot now, but, but can you see how many... Ordinary. Yeah. The scheduling's ordinary. The Jets are even worse. Yep. Um, man, I got so much joy out of Bogard <laughs> slipping like... He's almost a nomination for rigged or shit. Oh, yeah. He had money on it, surely. Bogard had, had, Bogard had Yengi first goal. Adelaide over 2.5. Yep. Like, like a lot of people did. <laughs> it's almost a shoe in now we with were paying, United. We were paying $3.60. 
on Sportsbet they do not, going into that game. They do not know how. Why were we not favourites? They, they do not know how. They don't have a single person within the organisation that knows how to um, start prices of football games. The starting price not is for the so out of whack. Yeah. Um, considering their form and considering our form, how we weren't favourites is and beyond considering me. Considering we beat them two weeks but ago. <laughs> we got the result we deserved. Oh, richly. Yep. They were nowhere near it. And I mean, the fast start is great. To score twice within the first 20 minutes, you're really in the ascendancy and there's no... Given the conditions and just... They just, they just look dispirited, disjointed. Yep. All, all of the disses. Newcastle Jets are a deplorable <laughs> side, really. Did you, have a, did you have a pick of the goals? Uh, probably the Mort goal. I thought that was brilliant. The second one? Yeah, the second one. Yeah, mine was the third, but the second one was also good. Yeah, I thought the Cavallo assist was uh, just outstanding. For Over the top to Goodwin. Yeah, with, yeah. His back, with his back to the attacking play. Gets in. Wins the ball. What do we in call the that? We call it a, they'd call it a, in other sports. They'd call it a secondary assist. In football, it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, they don't yeah. recognise it. But um, it's the same. It's the same thing as what we saw Odegaard uh, do. Yes. For Arsenal, for playing the, exactly. the ball, the ball before the assist, the ball before essentially the ball. the ball that creates the opening. Yeah. And that's what Carvalho did very well. He just turned the man, dinked it in over the top, perfect weight. Goodwin smacks it into the box. Mork. Yeah. Late run in. Yengi's done his job as well. He's run and occupied a defender. Exactly. Held up uh, yep. hyphen in the middle. Excellent. There. Perfect. It was just a brilliant goal. And you can see that would be a training, training uh, pitch goal. Yeah. For sure. The, th- the third goal. The Halloran um, goal. Similar. Yeah. Just I loved the build up. It was uh, Lopez. One twos with Goodwin. Are you sure it was Lopez? <laughs> the commentator called Cavallo. <laughs> he also called Lopez Sanchez at a, f- a few times. Right. <sighs> <laughs> we can't address Fox Sports commentary anymore. This was a different guy than usual, but I'd never heard him before. But um, he was woeful. He we won't go too players. harsh on him. He but, didn't yeah. know the players' names. No, what do you he mean? Didn't. He has one job. Yep. You have twenty-two names. <laughs> yep. But um, fuck me. Yeah, Lopez. They're definitely not bidding for the rights, are they? Again, no. <laughs> um, Lopez hitting it into Goodwin, and he makes. He doesn't overlap. He comes inside. Goodwin megs the defender, slides yeah. it in. Oh, genius. And the chip to the back post, brilliant. Halloran um, just tucks it away. It's, it's beautiful. It's funny because I brilliant think... Brilliant football. I think the keeper thinks the ball's gone and he almost waves the defender in to clear the ball and he has no idea. None of the Jets knew that Halloran was you, coming in You can in tell this guy has goal. no idea about anything because look at his head. <laughs> this guy... Like a mirror. Why doesn't he shave his hair? The Newcastle Jets keeper. What's it? Italiano? Yeah. Shave your head, man. Look, if, you, if you happen to be listening, goalkeeper of Newcastle Jets, <laughs> if he's not, perhaps someone can tell him to. <laughs> let's direct, shave your head. Let's directly tag him in the upload so that he does <laughs> we see can this. Directly tag we know him he names in our searches. podcast. Maybe we can get him on. Jacob Italiano. And ask him why he nah, hasn't shaved his head. Look, I don't want a bald shame. I don't want a bald shame. Yeah, okay. It's not bald shaming because we're kind saying, of sounds he, sh- like we're bald we're saying he should b- shave his head. He should be bald. Yeah, because he's going bald. <laughs> You wouldn't ask a full-headed man to shave his head no, unless it was for charity. Absolute dodo head. Maybe we should get him to do it for charity and that, then he can just keep it off. Maybe. Everyone wins. Maybe. Nonetheless, it's not going to make him a better goalkeeper because he no. shipped four in 45 minutes and yep. he, had really, he didn't really make a save. I can't remember him. Uh, he made that really good... Or I think he may have saved the one that was in the Pacific second half. at the end. That was in the second yeah, half. Yeah, no, in the first half, I he, can't really remember. He offered no resistance. All I can remember in the first half was a barrage of goals. He off, uh, You know, 
In comparison to Joe Gauchi, he offered no yeah. resistance because Joe kept us in the game twice, really, in the first half and then made yeah. stunning saves in the second half at 4-0 and 4-1. Newcastle in general didn't offer any resistance. No. Really. They're Why is Hyphen still playing? Why is Topper Stanley still playing A-League football? Just their defensive line, their combined age is almost 70. Oh, shocking. That's, no, but that, that's their two centre-backs. Yeah. That's insanity. That's him and Bugard. Yeah, Bogard yep. could be Motore's dad. Yep. He le- legitimately could be Motore's dad. That's how old he is. They need to refresh it. Yeah, they were absolutely appalling. I can't believe how bad they were. I was a bit... I was kind of going into the game. I was like, oh, we, we should expect to win this, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we only got away with a point. I had the same feeling because of the conditions, because yep. we were away. But then Bogard had money on Yengi to score first. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> and he... Rigged or shit, rigged. Definitely rigged. And uh, Yangi scores. Don't... <laughs> How did he, he just... give the ball up like and then that? He, and then he kind of falls over with he two feet even as look, well. He doesn't even look up. I don't understand. I mean, it's great athleticism. It's great reading yeah. of the game from Yangi. I mean, yep. sure, it's early, so he's full. He's energized. He's keen to start. Yeah. And this is what this is why you play young players because they do shit like this in the first couple of minutes, and they yeah. win, they'll win you goals like that. I think we did a. Uh... Newcastle helped in one sense, but we did a really good job of our transitioning from them. We pounced on their mistakes. Yeah, you see that a lot in when the they A-League. gave they they gave the ball away coming out the back. But yeah, you see it a lot in the A League, but you don't a lot of necessarily defense. always see it punished. No, I don't. I reckon I reckon it feeds into the amount of goals we've you had reckon? this season and the entertaining. I say that in air quotes. Entertaining factor of the league is that the ball is given up in transition so often. Uh, it exposes defences yep. beyond anything you see really anywhere in the world. And yeah. that's why we see so many goals. Well, whether it does or not, we can speculate that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. No. Um, but if you're It's still about, enjoyable. You're talking about teams that are good in transition. I don't think there's any better than Adelaide United right now. Uh, yeah, no, we're very good at it. Um, I just, think it uh, just... Uh, it, like the whole balance of the team, like Jakobsen back in mm-hmm. has looked pretty solid. Shows so much leadership. I know he... Like got rid of the armband, but he's still he's a leader. He's always been a leader in his football career. He's almost and then just he almost removes the shackles of leadership and is allowed to be the leader, the natural leader he is without yeah. you know needing to actually demonstrate it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There was a particular moment where, a moment where one of the Newcastle uh, players got a little bit arky at one of the young boys, and Jakobsen came across and told him to fuck off basically and just yeah, sorted him out. Which like we is saw what in that want. in that FFA Cup final. Yeah, Scott Jamison. Precisely. Where he was the first one in, backing up his, backing up the young fellas. Um, Which is good. He can do that without the threat of needing to lead exactly. by example. Excellent. Um, on the armband, I know we'll get to Mork in a bit, but just on the point we're making about the transitions, having the balance in the team, Strain has been absolutely superb since he's come back. Yeah. And having him and Lopez at fullback, we just look a different team. I think, and they, their yeah. positioning has been, aside from Strain, maybe lacking concentration for that goal. One moment. Um, he's been excellent since he's come back. And their positioning, even when we're setting up to win the ball back, and it's, it's, so, it's like a bold, it's attacking. That's what, that's what we want to see. It's excellent. In, it's in all the right areas. We're just, we're choking space. I think, I almost think the uh, opposition analysts are working overdrive right now because we seem to be different every, uh, every opponent that we play in which the fullbacks are occupying different spaces depending on what yep. the their attacking threat is. Yeah. 
And so we saw against the Jets, Lopez and Strain were so far up the field. They were inside their they half pretty much all well. times. So yeah. They, they were tucked, tucked in a in little without, bit more. Yeah. Which was just, I mean, it's beautiful to see. I think we're going into games totally prepared, yeah. really well instructed. The players are playing for each other. Do you see how pleased everyone was every single goal? Like that's what, yeah, that's what we said after the Melbourne game as well. Just the look of yeah, all the players the going in and celebrating together. It's excellent. It's you so can tell they're vibing. See. I mean, we saw there was a uh, Ben Halloran did the post match press conference, and it, when he was asked a question about the you know the morale of the squad and how together everyone is, he you couldn't wipe the smile off the face of the yeah. guy, and it prompted the Fox Sports commentator to ask him, "Is this your favorite club to play at?" And he yeah. couldn't say no. <laughs> he was just so fucking pleased with the win and yeah. the goal and everything that happened in that game. Um, things are just so rosy right now. Yeah, it makes me fearful of the turn that it may will, lay ahead. Will inevitably happen. It'll, but we're, yeah. we're reaching... For now, ride the wave. Ride the wave. Just enjoy it. We're riding the wave. Because we're going to go into a lull patch. It's obviously going to happen. It's a young team. Something's going to go wrong. You might get an injury, whatever. Yeah. Um, but for now, just enjoy it, I think. We're hit, reaching the midpoint of the season and we are yep. we're just three points off the top. Yeah. We could, and we've got a game in hand on the Mariners as well, so we could easily draw level with them if we need to. We're better than them too. Yeah, I, I think, think we're better than that. them. Yeah. Um, as long as the referee's given us multiple penalties. <laughs> multiple think dubious we should, penalties I against the Mariners. I think we should do um, all right. Do you want to go... Are we going Yangi or Mork? Uh, for playing where we, the match. Well, where we, we know we want to talk about both these guys. Where are we starting? Yangi uh, or Mork? Let's, let's go, go Yangi. Yangi. Let's get Yangi out of the way. Yeah. Because Mork's going to be positive chat this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Yangi. I rate him. Love him. He does nothing wrong. He's excellent. I think he's a role model for everyone out there. <laughs> His shit is unmatched. I, I just, you can't ask for I'm, a more entertaining player. Yeah. <laughs> You don't agree, do you? <laughs> In aspects. Like, the rolling thing where he just kept rolling on the floor. Clearly, he's taking the piss. It's definitely a piss but take. If you think other otherwise, stuff, you're a fucking moron. It's the other shit. Like, when he runs into Bugard. And he, he's not the only player guilty of this, but I whinge about all players that do this where he's just running into him, Bogard's standing there, and then he goes down holding his shoulder. and like. Are you talking about the one just, in the box earlier on? Yeah. I think it's the other way around. I think Bugard does intentionally drop his shoulder. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, but a little bit. He's not hurt. Irrespective of whether he's, he's not hurt. Irrespective of whether he's hurt, I don't think he run. I think Bugard deliberately steps in front of his line of run, drops his shoulder into his throat. Yeah, maybe. Not he into may, his, doesn't hit him in the throat though. He hits him up and around the shoulder. He goes to down. Throat he area. holds his shoulder. He holds yeah. the side of his arm, and it's like you think it's a bit much. There is a little bit of that going on with him, Lopez, Mork, Halloran. There is obviously a bit of it going on because Carl Viet wouldn't be yelling at him. But it's, it wasn't. It's interesting that Carl's yelling that out on the sidelines when pretty much every player in our team is exhibiting the same thing. Louis DeRigo did it on the sidelines. Ryan Strain is culpable of it. Yengi seemed to have a, quite a few moments the other night. He, he is an eccentric player. He is. He's got much of the Nick Kyrgios about him, I think. He does a bit. He's just... <laughs> He's got swagger. He's got his attitude. He's borderline swagger tantrum all the time. Yeah. Um, but I love it. He looks like he's having fun and all that. I think it's he good, is enjoying but it. But yeah, just maybe if he could tone in a little bit some of the just stuff. dial it down. Yeah, just touch. pick your moments. We don't need to go all out every week acting like, like that. His moment was the There was no one there in Newcastle to see it. 
Yeah, I guess. He's doing it for the cameras, though. <laughs> yeah. He knows everyone's watching at home. Yeah. Um, but the minute, the, the one that he was very eccentric and very over the top and dramatic, it's almost like he did high school drama, was the penalty that he won. Yeah, where he was fouled. It was a penalty, But then yep. the leg that didn't get any contact somehow, somehow flew, up, flew up into the air and he landed on his back. Like, he, uh, yeah, that, that's the moment that you want to be, uh, yeah. I suppose, a little bit shithousery. And yeah. he won the penalty. It was a foul. The referee saw it. We dispatched it. I think it's fair. Yeah. Just rule the... It was a penalty. Yeah, draw just, a line in the sand. You don't need... He was fouled and he, he was going down anyway without having to... Probably. Throw the other leg in the air like that. Yeah. Mork, do we want to talk? You wanted to talk Mork and the armband. I think he's just been excellent, and I think yeah. the, the especially regarding the penalty, uh, where he goes to step up to take it, yeah. And Goodwin comes across and you know politely asks him, "Can I? May I take this, Captain?" He did say, and I can't remember if it was a halftime or post-game interview, and he did say, um, "The best thing for the team at the time was Goodwin getting a goal because Goodwin wanted a goal." Why do you think that is? Do you think it just lifts the team to see Goodwin score? Uh, maybe. I guess Smoke already had two. Yeah, but it'd be fun. And it'd be fun. I don't know. I always thought, this is just me speaking personally, when my captain scored goals, I felt better than whenever, when anyone else ever scored goals. Yeah, I guess they... This is a shout-out to they someone to, who it is. I guess they look to Goody as a leader. Yeah, probably. So, um, no, that's true. Um, but I just thought that's, that is just outstanding captaincy. It's yeah. so selfless. It is... He he's a changed player with the armband on. I think he's matured into everything that we ever wanted him to be. Yeah, I just want him to cut out those dives like he did against Bugard the other week, a few weeks back. That's true. I that think, was horrendous. I think the last two weeks he's been pretty well behaved. I don't mind the stuff like everyone made a big deal about him talking shit about Kilkenny and stuff. I don't have a problem with all that. No, and there's definitely... He's just talking shit. Whatever, it happens. There's a history there as well. You're going to win, you're going to lose. They were, they were teammates. And yeah. there's, I mean, I know, I, w- I, was told, um, I was told a funny story during the week about Mork and Kilkenny on the training pitch. Mm-hmm. And that this, this comment sort of stemmed from, obviously Mork and Kilkenny played the same position and they were competing in the Man City uh, midfield. So during training, Kilkenny would intentionally try and injure Stefan Mork <laughs> so that he wouldn't have dog. to... Yeah, what a total dog, right? Yeah. So that he could play on the weekend. Yeah. And apparently Kilkenny is notorious for this. Huh. Well, there you go. So that's where the comments stem from, which I feel totally fair. That's why no one at Man City, uh, Melbourne City liked him. There you go. We'll just caveat it with... Uh, we'll just uh, disclaimer it with speculation. But I mean, I guess. Sue me. <laughs> sue me, Neil. Well, I've got nothing. Neil's not going to listen to this anyway. I hope not. <laughs> I saw... Actually, you know what? It's funny because the last time I saw Neil Kilkenny was at an Adelaide United game and I threw him the lead salute and he threw it back to me. So I guess I shouldn't... I shouldn't he's shit right. on him And he's a much. good player. Well, they had him... A lot, of pe- a lot of pundits have him and Mork next to each other in the team of the season so far. Do they? So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it just the greatest irony? Good um, to see, though. Yeah, so I don't have a problem with all the... The shithousery talking and running his mouth. He's, he's the captain. He can do it. Hmm. Um, within reason. Uh, think- just, it's just the diving. Cut out the diving and we're good. I think he's reined it in the last two weeks. You may yeah. not, with Yankee in the team, you may not see it. And he's anymore. banging in goals. So. Oh, yeah. Six goals. He's our leading scorer. Yeah. That's brilliant. I think it's testament to the team. It's obviously exemplifies uh, the fact that Juric and Yankee have been swapping in and out because Juric has 
three goals, four goals, and Yankee has yep. two now, so they would probably be the top scorer if one of them had a consistent run. But nonetheless, it shows that we have goals coming from everywhere because Goodwin's scoring, Halloween's scoring. Yep. Excellent. This is great. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy all the way it's happening, guys. Um, we didn't really, we kind of mentioned him, but um, do you want to go a bit more into Cavallo? You're yes. a big fan. I'm a big fan. I just, I'm a big fan as well. From what he had limited minutes at Western United. He's um, giving us what Coletti couldn't give us. Yeah. He's, he's like Coletti with a passing range. Yeah. He doesn't quite work as hard, uh, but he doesn't no. have to because he has a better um, footballing brain. Talking about it with some others um, during the week, we talked about how probably Coletti is the sort of guy I'd be, you know, if you were 2 1 up with five to go. 10 to go you'd bring him on his work rate is phenomenal um but like we said the other week there's only so much of it you can forgive when you're just giving the ball away so yeah. much i think that's but a, that's an cavallo's ex- given us just a new you know what we needed probably it's an excellent call about bringing coletti on with 10 15 to go because he's yeah. exactly the sort of plate you want an absolute powerhouse is going to run box to box chase yeah. everything down can take bookings he's a really he's a weapon off the bench i think but for for starting, oh, it has to be Cavallo there now. for balance. Yeah. Has to be. We always, I know, we often always go back and compare to our championship side, where you had Izzy as a six, Mork, kind of running box to between box. the two, yeah. box to box, and Cello as a ten. Well, now we've kind of got with Cavallo in there. Cavallo is doing what Mork did mm-hmm. in that side, whereas Mork is playing as a ten. Yeah, Dorigo as a six. It's and it's and working. The balance, the balance is excellent. It's yeah. working beautifully. I just I wonder if we come across a team that has a really a tall midfield three like Melbourne City, where we may come unstuck. I think because they're all quite sure they're all under six feet. Those those three guys, they're Maybe. not, and they're not as physically imposing. And I think if you can get a lot of midfield contests that are perhaps bouncing balls or balls in the air, th- we may be found out. But I think they're skillful enough though, and oh, they can control. Dorigo, Dorigo, and Mork certainly look like they're. They don't really shy away from anything physical. I don't know about Cavallo because I haven't seen enough of him yet. But he's good on the ball as well, so if they can control the ball. He's going to be excellent. Cavallo, I, I, I always make these stupid comparisons. I don't mean to say that he consumes the same <laughs> talent as this guy, but he reminds me a lot of Iniesta in the way that he sort of fills different positions, yeah. in the way that he picks up spaces, the way that he always looks to play a forward pass yeah. no matter what. And it's Before someone hits us up, we're not saying he is as good as Iniesta. Iniesta. Right. We're saying he's, the, he's a type of player that yeah. occupies the same role. Yeah. Um, and that's perfect in this team. That's what we need right now. Yeah. I'm ecstatic with this team. I yep. mean, and sure, we may lose the next five, and I think I may still be as ecstatic because this team's only going to get better as the, the years The turn has taken, like, with... Strain coming back in, Javi Lopez playing at left back, Goodwin coming in, I think Cavallo coming in. Yeah, that's just completely four huge moves. Changed the side from to the side that we watched that night when we got absolutely smashed away in Perth. Yeah, and it was absolutely smashed away in Macarthur, smashed away in Brisbane, smashed away in Brisbane. I don't think like this side we have now do not go there and get smashed like that. It doesn't look like the same team, and it's only a month later, and yeah. it's, it's outrageous to think. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, we just got to stay injury-free. Yep. I need it to keep clicking along, going forward. Yep. Yep. No, very happy. Very yeah. pleased. And looking forward to whatever our next challenge is. Is it Sydney at home? Sydney at home this Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. Yeah. We've got tickets, so... This will be interesting, given, we'll be there. given Sydney had a washout on the weekend. Um, shout out, Victory fans. I'm glad you guys didn't lose. 
Must be nice. <laughs> Must be a change, change of pace. Congrats, Victory. Yeah, congrats on not losing this weekend. Uh, excellent. <laughs> so Pathetic. You, you had the rain to thank. See the um, Victory players went to the pub? Yeah. The old, the old, them, yeah. the old go to the pub and win it from back money over the bar. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when someone rocks up at the pub. Where were all sentiment the, can change. Were all the little Stone Island fellas there with oh, their banner oh, saying no Sanchez, the line has been no crossed? Or did they not. just... No, nah, the line hasn't been crossed because you bought us drinks. That's true. The line is crossed outside of the pub. If yeah. you're inside the pub and you shout in the bar, fine. Yeah. Hey, if I see up. you face to face, we're going to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> but if I stand at a distance with a banner, I'm going to be real mad. It's all for the photo op. Yeah. It's good conviction. Um, it's very inner city Melbourne. Isn't it? Um, any, you got any more notes on Adelaide? Uh, just that. We, when was the last time that we won five games in a row, Sam? Uh, do you have the answer there? I have the answer. Can I guess it? Yeah. Uh, it would have been... It was in the championship season. It was in the year 2016 when we yeah. won the championship. When we swung it around in the second half. more. Surely this is a good omen. Mm, it's a good omen. It's been five Long years since we've done this. Long, Long way, to, way go. to go. We're approaching the midpoint of the season. I think there's still like... I think... We've played 12 games now. Yeah. I still think... It comes to the crunch. Yeah, Melbourne City and MacArthur. Sydney will probably, you know find their way be, who knows it'll be we're in the mix though we're definitely in the mix I think which it, is not where I thought we'd be no it'd be shocking for us to miss finals now I think because there are oh uh, it would be, we, I don't think we will miss finals obviously victory terrible lock us in. Jets terrible Wellington out of home not great yeah. uh, Perth shithouse they lost 3-0 on the weekend <laughs> there is nothing Central Coast more satisfying. overachieving Perhaps. Did you see what... Uh, Overachieving. Did you see what Stadgis had to say on the weekend what after the Stadgis City loss? What did Stadgis have to say after the City loss? This is, quote, the ladder doesn't lie. They're not on top. We are. And he's right. Yeah, fair. The ladder but, doesn't lie. But you know what also doesn't lie? Is the matches played column, which yeah. says that City has two games in hand on the Mariners, and we also have a game in hand on the Mariners. Yeah. And the Mariners could so very easily lose top spot without even kicking a football. So you tell me how the ladder doesn't lie. <laughs> it's just such a ridiculous thing yeah. to say. Um, I don't really have any much more to add. I think we've pretty well covered everything. We've comprehensively covered it. Yeah. We've gone longer than we thought we would again. Yeah, we're half an hour in. I kind of wanted to talk about the city arena, but it doesn't really matter, I suppose. Yeah, we're getting nah, fucked again. Yeah. What do you know? Football gets fucked again. Yeah. It yeah, doesn't really they're matter. basically building a new entertainment center. Yeah. They can yeah. also host basketball, tennis, and netball. Oh, wow. I know. Does that mean we can fuck Memorial Drive off? <laughs> Apparently. So what do we do with Memorial Drive? Because that's where I go to smoke. Blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> no, nah, we might leave it there. Yeah, I think we should just leave We're it done. there. All right. Sounds good. See you all at uh, Adelaide Sydney on the weekend, guys. Absolutely. Bye. <laughs>